Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Recorded live. Hey, what's going on? It's Josh Marion with Big Jim Murray, the legend from 98.5 The Sports Hub, and Cam and Tom, the legendary caller from 98.5 The Sports Hub. We're getting in the Celtics. We're going to get into some Red Sox, probably the Palace Q. Jim Murray, the first ultimate question I want to ask you is, LeBron of the Celtics, you're a fan. Tell me why. Uh, well, I mean, he's still playing at the uh, level as uh, that he's played at for the last few years. He's the best player in the NBA. He's the best player in, in, on the planet. I don't understand why people wouldn't want that. It almost you know, assures you a, a, a championship here in the next couple of years, uh, even if that meant you had to get rid of Kyrie Irving or even Gordon Hayward. You still have a really good core uh, going for the future and guys like Tatum and Brown and with Brad Stevens here. I don't know why anyone would be against it unless you just hate his guts for whatever stupid reason. I mean, Jim, I couldn't agree with you more. Just like, so ultimately, if it came down to it, would you part ways with Kyrie to get LeBron here? Yeah. I mean, I love Kyrie Irving, but I still have concerns about his knee going forward. Uh, there's a small part of me that is, a, is, is concerned about, you know, where his head is going to be at a few years from now. If it's, you know, he wants to make more movies as Uncle Drew and do that kind of thing. And his head's maybe not in basketball. I mean, that's a very tiny concern. It's the knee more than anything else. You know, I think him at 26 with a knee issue compared to LeBron at 33, who just played every single game and played more minutes than he ever, ever had, yeah, that'll catch up to him. But the next three or four years, hell no. So of the two, gun to my head, yeah, I want LeBron over Kyrie. I think it's pretty simple. I agree. I mean, I am for the move as long as they don't have to give up Tatum and Brown because, therefore, you instantly become the favorite in the East if LeBron's here next year with Tatum, Brown, and say Kyrie's gone – you have LeBron, Hayward, and Horford. That's a damn good big three with those two, uh, with those two young guys coming off the bench in whatever capacity or starting. And then once LeBron is done, when Tatum's in his prime, I mean, when Tatum's in his prime, it looks like he's going to be an absolute stud. So you succeed right there. You go from LeBron to Tatum, then it's Tatum's team, and then you, you maximize your championship window. Look, I love Kyrie. I love the trade. I know nobody liked the trade more than you, Jim, because nobody hated Isaiah more than you. So, I mean, I love Kyrie yeah. Irving. He's a great player. But if it comes down to getting LeBron, yeah, absolutely. it's a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been surprised a little bit by the outcry. I just think it's been so many people have been uh, twisted into looking at LeBron as the enemy here over the last decade or so, and that's the hump that you have to get over. And over the last eight years, this team hasn't been able to, so people have been programmed just to hate his guts, so they can't really fathom it. So I get it. I mean, it makes for fun talk radio stuff, but um, just from a pure basketball standpoint, if you say no, I just think it's so pig-headed. Now, Jim, I think we all know the odds are this isn't going to happen. Do you worry that because they're, they might sit down with LeBron, if they sit down with LeBron and don't, still don't get him, do you think that's going to alienate Kyrie? 
No, I don't. I think he's, you know, I think he's a bit of a weirdo, but what, you know, which one of us isn't? I can understand him being a little bit concerned, but, I mean, realistically, is it going to happen? No, it doesn't mean they think of him any less. I just, I think that Kyrie strikes me as a pretty intelligent kid, and I think he would realize, look, he gets the business of the NBA and professional sports in general, and the Celtics would just be doing their due diligence. Again, LeBron's the best player on the planet. To not even have a sit-down with him, if he's willing to do it, is just, if you didn't do that, it's pig-headed and bad business. Like, I think he would get that. Big Jim, what, Yo. about, what, about, what about Kyrie and Al Horford for Anthony Davis? Um, I, well, look, I think you would need more to do that. Um, I'm kind of good. I look, look, Anthony Davis just had his best season. He was a legitimate MVP candidate. Well, he was what one of the three that was up for it, right? Um, I just look a big with uh, a history of injury concern, like history of injuries. He's an injury concern for me. Love the player, but of the two, I think Kyrie's a better fit for this team. So I don't want to give up Kyrie Irving for Anthony Davis. Oh, you're taking sure, the point but... guard. You're taking the point guard over the big guy. I am. Yeah, yeah. I bigs with again. He's as soon as he came into the league, there's been issues there with his feet, his ankle. Like that's going to end up catching up with him. And I know Kyrie has the knee issue too, but I'd rather a small guy uh, with with an injury history than a big guy with an injury history. I mean, just there's no longevity at that position with a guy that size in this league. Just look at a guy like Yao Ming. So is Tatum untouchable to you? Yeah, basically. Yeah, Josh, I, would I, mean, agree. I agree. I mean, Josh, I agree. You got to keep Kyrie because not only is it, I mean, is Davis a big man with injury? It's it's not a big man's league anymore. It's a guard and a wing players league now. You have, in my opinion, the second best point guard in the league in Kyrie Irving behind Steph Curry. I think he's better than Russell Westbrook, and I think he's better than Damian Lillard and Chris Paul. So it's just too valuable of a piece to give up. Unless you're getting, like we said, LeBron, and then Kyrie doesn't want to play with him. Although, Chris I mean, Paul I. Sucks. Okay, not a big Chris Paul fan. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Jim, I do want to a- ask you, though, I mean, if, if, if we're counting LeBron out, because we know the odds are he's not going to come here, what do you want to see the Celtics do this offseason? Not much. Um, I mean, I think that based on some of the stuff that Jimmy Stewart has said, and even on the show too, like I don't think they're going to be able to bring back Morris. I just, it sounds like he wants a bigger role. Um, if he's going to be a pain in the ass behind the scenes about wanting to be in the starting five, like that's obviously not going to happen. Uh, not much really. I just, I want them to be healthy and I want them to grow off of this year, which, you know, they even exceeded my expectations. You know, I could use another rebounder, but if they want to just bring Baines back, like I'm fine with that as presently constituted, I don't really think that they have to do all that much. As presently constituted, do you think they? <laughs> As presently constituted, do you believe they can beat Golden State <laughs> next year? Uh, well, so they have Hayward and, and Kyrie back. Yeah, I, look, I mean they're they're a juggernaut and they continue to wow me. But I think that you would get a six or seven game series if they if they won it if they won the damn thing. I wouldn't be shocked. I think that yeah, they could be competitive with them and and compete for a title next year. Yeah. And before we get before we get on to the the Red Sox and the Palace queue, I do want to ask you: Where do you believe LeBron will play next year? Um, you know, a lot of the real hardcore talking heads that cover the league, your Stephen A. Smiths and uh, you know this guy Seiko Smith, who who used to cover the Hawks, that I still keep in touch with down in Atlanta. Like they all seem to think that it's the L.A. Lakers, and it's just going to be kind of a build from the ground up kind of thing. I, I, wow. I have to go with that. 
Um, I have to go with that. That's, that seems like the best fit in terms of his lifestyle, too. I mean, he's already got the home there. The more I hear Stephen A. Smith talk about, you know, the family and how much his wife is going to have an impact on this, I think that L.A. is the spot. Okay, right, uh, we gotta Jim. talk about Just Dingers. We gotta talk. We, we gotta talk about Just Dingers. Martinez, is he gonna win the MVP this season? Um, I mean, it looks that way. It's. I, I will say this. I mean, I need a Mia culpa on him. I couldn't have been more wrong about the player. I was vehemently against him coming here. It felt like a last-minute signing in an effort to get people to talk about the Red Sox and drum up some interest in them at a time where there was little to none in February in spring training. So. Look, the guy's a, it's, he's a beast. I mean, he's put up numbers that David Ortiz put up in 2006. It's insane. And it looks like there's not going to be any kind of a drop-off. So, look, he keeps that up. Yeah, he's your AL MVP, and it's a hell of a signing. Like, there's, there's no real negatives here. The guy's been a beast. And, Murray, what do you think about the, the – and Murray and Cam, um, the approach at the plate from the Red Sox this season, I think it's totally different. They're, they're typically swinging early in the count compared to just grinding out at bat. Some, sometimes the best pitches you get are early in the count. Yeah, I think in terms of just the aggressiveness, it's, you know, look, I'm one of these people that rolled my eyes at it and the launch angle and all of that. I was like, okay, this is just more nonsense they're throwing at us again to try to drum up interest. But the approach is different. It's more aggressive. And the one guy that I think you can look at that's made the biggest differences is Andrew Bogarts, who has frustrated exactly. me in recent years because it felt like that he was leaving stuff on the table in terms of the offense. And now, like, I don't know, him too. He's going to finish with, like, as of right now, he's on pace for 25, 26 home runs. So it's helped. It's a real thing. So something else with the Red Sox I was wrong about. Hey, uh, Jim, uh, without swearing, give us your honest opinion of David Price. <laughs> uh, he is a uh, a petulant child who is a bad fit for this city but he right now i think he's their ace and i i generally i genuinely believe that and i don't know how much uh i i feel good about that going forward because can you really trust david price as your ace pitcher for this team when they look like they should much like the last couple of years go on a deep playoff run so let me ask you this if you're if game one of the playoffs is tomorrow night are you giving the ball to him or are you giving it to sale Damn. i mean they they would give it to Sale, but right now I would give it to Price. He, right wow. now, if you just if you look at it, the last like five starts, if you just extrapolate the one against Tampa for Sale, which he was dominant, but again, that's that's that wretched Tampa lineup. Like he hasn't been that great. He really hasn't. And I don't know if it's a mechanics thing. That last start where they lost to Houston, there was some interesting stuff that. Dennis Eckersley said after that game in which he feels like, you know, maybe there is something off with him mechanically, not an injury or anything, but maybe it's just something they got to tweak and, and they got to work with the pitching staff with, but he seems not himself. So that's a concern to me. And it's been that way for a handful of games now. So, you know, if I had to, and tonight was game one, I'd go with price. What's the biggest need for the Red Sox? I think for me, it's another starter. Uh, I know the eighth inning is an issue and I don't trust that bullpen, but you know, Pomeranz is hurt. I think he's going to be continue to be garbage the rest of this year, even when he comes back. Is he going to give you more than four and two-thirds? Probably not. The Stephen Wright start last night, fine, but knuckleball, knuckleballers are up and down. Like, I'd like to see another arm here. Uh, maybe it's this kid that they bring up that's starting tomorrow night. Um, I wanted to take Jason Broom. Yeah, Jalen Beek. So maybe, look, maybe this kid comes up and he's some kind of phenom. We don't have to worry about it, but – 
right now I'd want another arm in that, in that rotation. I mean, Jim, I agree with you. I think the biggest need right now is to get some uh, back half of the rotation help because, I mean, as much as we criticize Price and the way still is right now, they're both professional pitchers, and so is Rick Porcello. Um, I don't want a knuckleballer in there when it comes to the big games. And obviously, I mean, this feels like it's a lost year for Pomerantz. It felt that way from the jump. And he Andy Rodriguez struck Miguel Cabrera out. I was going to say, I mean, Eddie, Rod- Eddie Rodriguez is, uh, finally looks like he's made the jump we expected this year. I, I agree that the biggest need is the back half of the rotation. And, Jim, while we still have you here, we have to get to, obviously, uh, as Foxborough turns and your thoughts on the continued development of <laughs> Brady v. Belichick. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I feel like it's what I've said on Felgrim Maz this week. I feel like Brady's won, um, and, and, that, and the reason I feel that way is because of Belichick's comments. I was stunned that Belichick wasn't his typical hard-ass self and – threw in any kind of like snide little comment and talked about players that were here compared to players that weren't with the OTAs. He went out of his way to use words like voluntary in terms of getting peppered with questions about Brady and like stressing it was voluntary. And without saying it, he was saying, you know, he wasn't here because he didn't want to be. And I have to live with that because I've been told from the brass that there's nothing I can do about it. I really feel like he is powerless to have any kind of punishment towards Brady or Gronkowski and that's how it's going to be going forward. So to me, with this little back and forth, it feels like Brady won. Now, will that affect them on the field? Probably not. They were able to compartmentalize everything last year while this crap was going on behind the scenes. But as of right now, it feels like, for the most part, it's simmered and it's gone away. But I wouldn't be sur- surprised if it flared up again. But for now, Brady won the damn thing. So, I mean, Jim, I agree with you. Jim, do you think um, you you ultimately think Brady – made Belichick or the, the or the other way around? I think, look, the first five or six years, it was fully the team, and Belichick made the right decision, and a tough decision, because people forget that. I mean, you guys are young guys. I don't know if you remember it as well as I do, but, look, I wasn't the biggest Bledsoe guy, so when he went to Brady, I just was – I wanted something f- new. I just desperately wanted something new, because I knew it was never going to happen with Bledsoe for all the stats and everything that he put up, and he put the franchise on the map and blah, blah, blah. Like, all of that, yes. But they were never going to win a title with that guy. It wasn't going to happen. So that first five years and those first few titles, yeah, it was a whole team thing. It was Belichick probably more important than Brady. But please, over the last ten years, and especially the last five, it's Brady. The period end of story. The Super Bowl just proved that. They lose by 40 or 50 points if they have any other quarterback last year because that defense sucked and Bill was too stubborn to put in Butler. (laughs) Holy smokes, hot takes. So, so, Jim, I have to ask you, if you're a player in that Patriots locker room right now and Bill Belichick says to you, we're doing this because it's best for the team, don't you now look at that with rolled eyes like, yeah, like benching Malcolm. That really was what was best for us, Bill. It was what was best for you. I got to hope that those guys have short memories like that. I know, look, I'm a, I'm a petty a-hole. So I know <laughs> if I put in a year's worth of work, a bust in my ass, especially, you know, like everyone is – you know, your body is ravaged by that point in the year. You're just lucky to be there in, in you know, one, in basically in one piece as it is. And then you lose like that, and that guy makes a decision like that. Like, I would feel like I was owed some sort of an explanation or at least, like, you know, uh, an apology of sorts. I doubt that they got it. And the reason, it, look, I think that that goes a long way. And the, 40, the, the uh, San Francisco, um, no, no, I'm sorry, the Seahawks, rather, they're a perfect uh, example of that explanation goes a long way. They never got it from Pete Carroll and Daryl Bevel 
and the rest of that coaching staff after that gap in for, Super Bowl 49, thankfully, that they don't hang hand off to Marshawn Lynch. And those guys were pissed about that until the whole thing basically blew up this offseason. Here's the lineup, guys, for tonight. For those who may not know, I, I didn't even know the lineup to, tonight. It's Benintendi, Bogarts, Martinez, Moreland, Nunez, Sam Travis, Rafael Devers, Christian Vasquez, and I think Jackie Bradley Jr. It cut out at the end, but... Yeah, Jackie Bradley Jr. is in. He's in right field tonight. Wow. I mean, so what, Jim, what's your what's your thoughts on, on Sam Travis in the lineup? What, why not Swihart? Uh, Got me, man. I don't know. They're just trying to probably get different reps to some of these guys. They did just bring them up. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I can't give you much more on that. I mean, Josh, they, it's apparent now that they, they don't they hate Swihart. They're just carrying him on the roster so they can trade him at the deadline. I mean, I, it really <laughs> right. at this point, I don't I don't understand. Or, I mean, really, they're playing with a 24-man roster. They have most of the year. But, uh, Jim, uh, I want to I piggyback on what you just said about the whole ball decision. I mean, I feel the same way. I mean, it's been four months since the Super Bowl, and I've, all I have to do is think about it, and I feel every ounce of blood in my body boil, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I uh, – it's funny, like, not to sound like a braggart, but, I mean, I've been lucky enough through this job to be able to go to the last couple of Super Bowls. And last this past thing – in, in Minneapolis in February. It was a, a complete 180 from the experience in Houston the year before. Like, it sucked top to bottom the whole week. And then that game, and how it played out, it was a slow death. I don't got to tell you. Like, it sucked, dude. Like, they got ripped off on one. That's how I will never feel otherwise. They got ripped I mean, that off. One, by... I would have lost my lunch. I mean, I, that one stung me more than losing to the first one of the Giants. It really did. Because the first one of the Giants – I mean, I, I can at least look at it and say the team gave it their all. They played, and then they played the game. They didn't give their all that game. The coach purposely held out one of his best defensive players. That one stung me more than the Giants. So, Jim, before you go, we want to play a quick game of over-under. You up for that? Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, over-under, uh, seasons Bill Belichick coaches the Patriots, one. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, isn't that a push? I just think it's, I think it's this. Oh, one and a half. Okay, it's I'm sorry, this- one and a half. Yeah, so under. It's this year, and I think he's done. Okay. Um, over, under, Super Bowls won by the Patriots with Tom Brady left. Over, under, one and a half. Excuse me, uh, under. over, under, point five. <laughs> uh, under. I think they're done. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. I agree with you. I think I think it's over. So uh, It's okay. not over, guys. It's not over. Come that on doesn't now. Even For me, it's it has nothing to even do with the dynamic between the quarterback and the coach, at least for this year. I just don't think their defense is garbage. And I think that some other teams, especially in the conference, have gotten better. Uh, I think, you know, so it's funny, Cam. I saw you tweet about this, too. You know what's been driving me nuts? That people say they have an easy schedule this year, which couldn't be further from the truth. They don't. I mean, they got the NFC North and the AFC. The AFC North, excuse me, the AFC South and the NFC North, those are two divisions that have three Super Bowl contenders. You have layups in Chicago and Indianapolis. The other three teams in each of those divisions are, have chances to win it all. Jim, right. while we have you, Jim, while we have you, um, who, who do you got tonight, Cavaliers or Warriors? No, the Warriors, and that's more the – I mean, they'll probably steal one here in the next couple of games. I just hope not because I just want this thing over with. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm still going with Golden State. They're just – LeBron is, is is surrounded by such trash. He can get he can't get any help outside of Kevin Love getting his token twenty twenty two points a night. Uh, I, I think they're done. So I think it's Golden State tonight. 
Cam. Uh, tonight, uh, you know, tonight I'm going to go with Golden State. I think tonight will be a close game, but I think Golden State ultimately will uh, prevail tonight. And then I think uh, in LeBron's final act in Cleveland Friday night, he'll go off for some incredible game. And they'll probably send Scott Foster and Tony Brothers Friday night. And then I think the Cavs will win Friday night, get it back to Oracle for game five, and the Warriors will absolutely blow doors in game five. So right now That's I still have Warriors saying. in five. The, ca- the Cavs are getting at least a game in the series, whether it's due to refs or due to their own ability. And it's such a shame, too, because if, J- if Num Nuts there, J.R. Smith just knows the score there, and the Cavaliers somehow eat <laughs> out game one. And then, I mean, they're not gonna, the Cavs aren't going to win both these home games. They're just not. So they split the first two, then they split the next two. Then there's a best-of-three series for it. You're probably going to get a game seven. And then in game seven, I take LeBron over anybody on the Warriors. And I think the Warriors, when they're in tight games late, are a bunch of choking dogs. I really do. Uh, but, Jim, you had an interesting take on game one of this series, and I know you're running out of time here, but I want to get to it. You put game one of this finals on LeBron, you said. So wh- why do you say yeah. that? Because at the end of the third quarter, he's missing shots that he shouldn't miss. Uh, you know, a guy who – you know, again, I think he's universally lauded as the, the best player on the planet. He's missing easy shots, a couple of basic easy layups that he got tight with. You know, it was tough that they they had to withstand that onslaught of Golden State in the third quarter like, you know, they want to do. And then it felt to me, after he hit this three with about four minutes to play, like he got tight the last four or five trips down the floor. I said at the time, out loud to nobody watching the game, I'm like, this is going to cost them. And ultimately, in the end, it did. So I know people don't like the soft 51 take, but I stand by it. So I have to ask you this before you go. You said you were at this previous Super Bowl. At what point did you know they were screwed, and when did you leave? Did you stay the whole time, or did you leave early? <laughs> no, the Brady, the Brady fumble, I stormed out. I, uh, and there was still, like, whatever that was, one and change left, but I was done. Just fingers, baby, home run, or at least Guys, a double. I got- I got a split, man. I got to, I got to run into the uh, the class I'm taking. Uh, so, I got to jump. All right, man. Have a good night, Jim. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, guys. Take care. All righty. So another home run for JD, huh? Well, I missed it. He, he he. It was not a home run. It was uh. He was out his second. Oh crap! What did he, did he miss it by like an an inch off off the monster or something? Yeah. I, it was very solid off the bat and in and in highlights. And there's not even that many many people in the in the in Fenway Park right now. They're gonna review I mean, it, I think. Well maybe not, but Wow man. So Josh, I have to ask you, who do you think is more likely to come back? Vegas or the Cavs? Wow. I'm going to say Vegas, just because I think hockey is more of a, you know, more unpredictable sport. I mean, especially with the Warriors. I mean, that, like I, like I wrote in that column, that, that top four is just absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't think people give enough credit to Draymond Green. He doesn't exactly put up, you know, this is cliche, but... He, well, actually, it's not even really because he may he may not score, he may not score as much as he should, but he's a rebounder, he's an assister, he will freaking he'll he will defend, and as long as that as long as that core is not split up, it's gonna take a move from LeBron to go to the Celtics to go to the Rockets. 
to go to the Sixers. Like it, 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 it it's going to take a type of shakeup like that. So Josh, I'm going to ask you. I was going to ask you this. I was going to ask Big Jim this over under, but he had to split. So I'm going to ask you if over under home runs by JD Martinez, forty nine and a half. I'm taking the over. So you think he's cracking fifty? Yes. Wow. I think I think when the the weather hasn't even warmed up yet, it, it's still cool out here. Like the ball just flies when the when the weather's warm. It's not even it's not even just his ability. It's 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 the weather. <laughs> it's you know it's 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 going to be amazing, especially especially when when the games. You know, I'm one of these guys that says it doesn't really matter what game it is, and in in major, well, it, it it does obviously, but you know what I'm saying. Like they all count for one. I agree. Uh, I'll ask you this: over under games played by games played by Dustin Pedroia for the rest of the year, point five. Under. You think he's done? I think he's done, and I hope he's done. Wow, that's my I mean, yeah, that's my take, man. I, I'm done with Pedroia. Okay, let me see. What's another one I can come with? Uh, so, um, so you would still give the ball game one to Chris Sale, uh, even if the playoffs started tomorrow night, right? That's what you said earlier. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, but, I Actually, mean, Big Jim had a had a point. Price has been better lately. <laughs> I think it's going to be Sale versus Otani. In the game, in 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 the wild card game. So you so you think the Yankees are winning the division? <laughs> correct. I'm I'm not taking the Red Sox here. When it comes down to the wire, the Yankees are gonna are gonna come through. Stanton is gonna like absolutely. Oh, everybody's talking crap about Stan right now. Oh, we can we can all wait and see the type of the type of performance he's gonna put on. You can bank on um, it. I mean, I agree, uh, but I, w- I will say this: if you could go back right now and, and take, if you could trade JD Martinez for Giancarlo Stanton right now, would you do it? Absolutely not. I mean, to this point in this this year, I mean, Martinez has been better, but you know, the debate's not over. The debate won't be settled for years. <laughs> yeah. It's- it's it's crazy. Like it, it's it's going to take time, and you know, and the Yankees have the Yankees already had Judge and Sanchez. Sanchez has has had an underwhelming season as well. Yes. All right, Josh. I got to run before the game starts, but I get some time to do final thoughts if you want to. So you you want to go first? Sure. I mean. My final thoughts is that I don't, I don't think the Celtics will have to give up Kyrie Irving to get LeBron James. I, I think Kyrie didn't – hate's a strong word. And I can go out and rant for that like, for like 45 minutes, but hate is a very strong word, and Kyrie doesn't hate LeBron James. Those guys were brothers at one point. And they can work it out together. They can I sit in a room. 
with locked doors and do whatever they want to do, and they can figure it out. Tatum is untouchable. The only players that I would trade off this team are Brown, Rozier, and Morris. Unless Smart, if Smart's not going to sign, then he's expendable. I'm not I'm not I'm not signing him to I'll give him like twelve and a half or under. That's it. I agree. I will say this. This will be my final thought. To Celtics fans who say they don't want LeBron James, get over yourself. I understand you don't like him. I understand I don't excuse me, no, I don't understand why you don't like him. This is the same fan base that chanted MVP and gave a standing ovation in the final game of his career to Kobe Bryant, who we all know what Kobe Bryant's been accused of. We don't need to get into it. But he put, Kobe Bryant, a low-life human being, who was accused of what he was accused of and played for the Celtics' chief rival. For some reason, that guy gets a standing ovation and MVP chance in the Boston Garden. But LeBron James gets bashed and hated and slandered and beer thrown at him, as you remember that happened once. So I don't really get the logic of that. LeBron James is the best player on the planet. If the best player on the planet wants to play for you, you don't say no. It's as simple as that. Bring LeBron to Boston. Chugga, 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 woo, woo, right in the North Station, baby. LeBron James to Boston. Make it happen. All right, thanks, Chuck. I mean, we, um, you go you got to run because – you got to run because someone's trying to join us on the podcast. Connor Sullivan uh, from the from the Spinners. Yeah, I got a minute or two. Yeah. Let me um just try to spitball for a few minutes. I gotta I gotta call him up real quick and uh, let's try to get him on. Okay. So I mean. You know, the Palace queue, there's so many things to talk about. You know, Cordell so Patterson. Where's this guy from? This guy plays for the Spinners? No, no, not plays for the Spinners, but uh, he um, he is one of the guys that is isn't is is pretty connected with them. Let me, actually, let me no, call. Hey, 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 man, no, actually, I, I, I just got told. I gotta, I do got to run. Can you see if you can come on next time? Because I do got to run. All right, man. All right, man, thanks. Have a good night, everybody. All righty. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.